is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Schemmel. Hey folks, welcome again to the UNC Coaches Show. I'm Jerry Schemmel here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley, Colorado. Up a little bit. All right, we've got to adjust our mic just a little bit. How's that sound? Uh, getting there? No? How about... Not getting in there. We, oh, we don't want to do that either. All right. Well, we're just that as we go, and I think we got it now. Okay. Welcome to our show, folks, at the Goat Sports Bar. I'm Jerry Schimmel. Steve Smiley, the men's coach for basketball, joins me now, and Steve's going to hit the first two segments here. Then you got your youngsters coming in. You two, got, got two a freshman guys. coming in. Two there. young guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Caleb and Juju. Yeah. All right. So Juju Ramirez and Caleb Shaw join us a little bit later on. We got some giveaways for the folks here inside the sports bar, inside the Goat Sports Bar. They've got their tickets ready. We'll do that during our break. All right, Steve, let's talk about uh, the last two games. You guys had won three in a row, then then lost two tough ones. Let's start with Idaho, and you and I were just talking about that game. I I think a little fluky. I know you weren't happy with the way you played down the stretch, but a winnable game that kind of got away from you. Yeah, I think, you know, know, we we won three in a row. We were in a good spot going into that game. I thought our guys were really dialed in. I thought their their focus was great. Getting there was weird, which certainly no excuse. But you know, we got there. We got a call that the arena was uh, had an electrical outage, so they took us to the student rec center, practiced there that night. Then the next day, we actually practiced at the arena, but the game had already been moved to a place uh, in Lewiston, Idaho, which is about 45 minutes away, Lewis Clark State College. So it was kind of bizarre. We had to take our bus down there, and and they had to drive down there too. Uh, So we played at at a small NAI school. Um, down in Lewiston, Idaho. So that was a new experience. You know, and, and <laughs> a new experience. Yeah, you know, we, we were up four at halftime. We were up ten with six minutes to go. Yeah. With that being said, I thought our focus was good, but I thought we were so sloppy. Our t- we, you know, we eventually had 14 turnovers, and Idaho's not a team that forces many turnovers. So it's just, you know, kind of self-inflicted wounds. And um, just little things like that. We missed layups. Uh, just so many little things that, even to me, when we were up 10 with six minutes ago, we should have been up like 15 to 20, and the game should have been over. And, but that was not the case. And then in that last six minutes, a few more mistakes. They hit a few shots. They made every free throw, and, and we really lost the buzzer. That was a tough loss. And so, you know, you lose that one, and then going to Eastern Washington, you know, they got the Big Sky Trophy there. They got 1,200 goggles for, you know, one of their players. It's packed. It's, uh, if they beat us in that game, they, they've already won the league with three games to go, which is really impressive. They, they, they're the first team to start 15-0 and 0 since a, a Weber State team in 1968. Yeah. So everything was set up there where you, you were going to have to play really well to beat them. Um, I wish we would have beat Idaho, one, just to, you know, win four in a row and, and, and help our standing. And, two, I just think from a confidence standpoint, you win four in a row going into that game, you give Eastern Washington your best shot. I thought our guys, you know, were a little bit dejected. You know, the, 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 the folks was fine, but losing that Idaho game was a big deal. Eastern Washington uh, running table like they have, Steve, in the conference. Yeah. You can, in the two games we played in this year, you can tell, can't you? I mean, that's a good team. They don't make yeah. a lot of stakes. And you said it right before the game in the coaches show, or the pregame. You said they know who they are. Yeah. They're not doing anything fancy. They know who they are. They just go play. Yeah, you know, I think they're built really well. Um, they had three or four really good players coming back, and they did a good job in the transfer portal of, of adding the right pieces to help those three or four guys out. That's what they probably did better than, than anybody else in our league, and so give them credit for that. They know who they are. They're, they're all 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", on the perimeter with a 6'10", postman that can shoot, and they have two of those guys. So they're the only team in the league that has a pick-and-pop five, so you've got to decide how to guard them. 
Are you are you going to do normal ball string coverage and let them take threes, or are you going to switch it to take away the threes and they're going to post you up? So you know, they they just they understand you know exactly what they want to do. Um, I think they have eight really good players. So when you go to the bench, there's no drop off you know in, in in their talent, and it's just gotten to the point now where and they started the year one and four, and they I think they were five and seven going in, in going into league play, but. When you start, and they won a bunch of close games. Yeah. And it's just like anything else. Like, once you start winning, your confidence goes up and up and up. And their confidence level is, like, through the roof right now. And so someone's got to go out there and beat them. Can you take anything away from the fact that you outscored them? And I thought outplayed them in the second half. I think you outscored them by well, eight. I, I think really three of the four halves we played them. You know, I thought at our place we played great both halves. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost a really close game at our place. Uh, and we lost that without Riley. You know, Riley Abercrombie was still hurt. So I was excited to get the full lineup back, play them, you know, at, at full strength. And, and obviously that first half they were just tremendous and they, they put us in a deep hole. But I do think big picture that there's a lot of things we can take from those games if we play them at some point in time in the tournament where we can definitely get, give them our best shot. But no, there was some good stuff for sure to, to take away from it. You know, it's, it, there's a little bit of fluke, I think, in both of those games. You know, the, the, the Idaho game in the second half, Idaho – Shoots 18 for 19 from yeah. the free throw line. And they're not a great free throw shooter. No. They're 74% as a team right in the middle of the pack. And then you go to Eastern Washington, they make seven of their first eight threes. Yeah. You know, the, the, <laughs> the Idaho one, the free throw thing, that was, you know, again, on a, on a neutral court that none of us had ever practiced on. Um, but give them credit. You know, they, if they didn't make all those free throws, they could not have made the comeback, you know, because yeah. they were behind. And so they, they made those free throws. Um, you know, Isaac, you know, they have two of the best players in the league, the second and third league score in the league, and they kind of cannibalize each other because they're on the same team. If either one of those guys was on a different team, they'd be the, the you know probably the leading scorer in the league by a landslide. they got two of them. So Jones and Moffitt are both really good players. They put you in binds. And it's their other guys that you've got to make sure you neutralize them. And we, we did a great job of that at, at uh, our place, and we did a great job of that at their place until the end. And a guy like Nigel Burris, uh, who hit two huge threes late, and we just made simple scout mistakes. And give him credit, he made those shots. That's what puts them over the top. But they, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys just aren't going to miss free throws down the stretch. So, you know, they're top two players. Yeah. And, um, you know, at least not most of the time. Eastern Washington, the threes they hit, like I said, man, they're, they're playing with such confidence sure. right now. I, I just think it's um, it, it, it's a big deal. Just their belief level is so high right now. Yeah. And that game in Lewis and Idaho, did it feel like a college atmosphere? It feel like, yeah. like a, a scrimmage. No, no, no. The, the, there was enough fans there. You know, that, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's Lewiston's a bigger place than I realized. Huh. And uh, you know, you drive through all this stuff, and you're kind of going down in this valley. There's just two huge rivers, or a fork of these two yeah. rivers. It's it's a pretty big town, and so the locals, you know, I don't know how much that arena holds, but it's a nice arena, and, and it, there was a lot of Idaho people there, so it, it still felt like a road game, which is cool. Yeah, you know that they had this incredible baseball program there. At Lewis and Clark, did you know about that? I saw, the, I yeah. saw the baseball. Oh, it's, oh did it's, you? It's basically connected to the arena. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they've been World Series champions multiple, multiple yeah. times over the years. Cool stuff. NAI, yeah. Um, Eastern Washington was that a, a lively arena? Oh yeah, was it? They they use they have pretty good crowds, but again, you know, people once you start once you start winning, you know, people start to really show up, and and their crowds right now are the best they've ever been. You know, and and that thing was going to be packed. Uh, Casey Jones, who wears who wears glasses and, and wears goggles, it was goggle night for Casey Jones. Oh, and, it was. Uh, and so I they, didn't know they, that. they put out twelve hundred sets of goggles. Oh, and that's so the arena was wearing like you know they're, they're just creative. They do they, they do they they do some crazy stuff and and so they had you know they had, they had some of the kids on the bench that don't even play much. They were wearing goggles in, in honor <laughs> of Casey Jones. And so, uh, but it was just one of those things that you know um, 
the 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 energy of that arena was real on that game. Mm-hmm. It was like I said, we played it before where it's okay, but right now you know where you're chasing history and you're playing so well that they had a really good turnout. They they got a confident shooter in uh, Steel Venters, yeah. don't they? That guy is not afraid to shoot from anywhere on the darn court. No, he, he's a special player, you know, and. and you know, him and, and uh, Angelo Allegri, it'll be interesting to see who wins the player of the year. I think one of those two will, will win the player of the year. It'll be interesting to see who gets nominated out of those two because you, you could pick either one. Yeah. Um, Allegri's been a little bit more, you know, big picture uh, good against us, but still Ventures can shoot that thing at the highest, highest levels. Mm. And he's, he's like a Drew Cookshausen, but he's 6'7". Yeah. So you're not going to block his shot, and, and if you want to contest him too much, you're going to foul him. Um, and the three threes he hit back to back to back were just huge against us. And but that, that, that you know that's what good players do this time of year. I thought t- you guys did a good job at home and from what I could tell on the road on Saturday against those big guards. They start six five, six six, huge. and six seven. Really hard hard matchups. You guys seem to cope pretty well with that though. I think in our place, um, you know, they, they tried to post us up. You know, we just, you know calling what it is just tried to punk us a little bit more. Um, but it was interesting. You know, we had had a lot of plans to try to eliminate that or at least kind of minimize that damage um at their place on saturday and they they went away from it they went a little yeah. bit more to you know picking and popping their five um just doing some more traditional stuff and ball screens and to be honest like early on you know i thought we did a great job we got great shots we missed some unbelievably easy looks for us mm-hmm. and you got to make all those shots um Dahl in a couple post-ups right away that he's very good at it he missed yeah. them riley missed two wide open threes riley missed a wide open dunk um, and so we were getting the shots. First media, I think, we're, or the second media, we were down 17 to 12. We, sh- we could have, would have, should have been up, you know, 22 to 17. And that's what you've you got to score with those guys. Uh, they'll give you good looks, but they're so, they're so powerful on offense. And, we, we, you know, when we couldn't score and then, boom, still Vinders hits back-to-back threes, back-to-back-to-back, he, he hit three in a row. And then that lead got big right away. All right, uh, Steve, you've got coming up now uh, games on Saturday and on Monday. Uh, and let, let's start with Saturday's game against Northern yeah. Arizona. And, by the way, I think you have a great chance to win because I won't be there. Brady, oh, Brady Hall and Tanner. Yeah, I'm done. that's the opening day for the Rockies. Okay. So broadcast at the same time, 1 o'clock. Okay. Your first 1 o'clock so, game this year, we hey, have the same time. What are we going to do? <laughs> so, so is Brady going to do the deal? Brady and okay. Tanner. Tanner's going to do play-by-play, and, play cool. and okay. uh, Brady Hall's going to do color. Okay, so cool. those guys are excited about that. So you're guaranteed a win because you guaranteed. get an upgraded uh, broadcast team. Hey, we'll, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> Anything we can do to get a win. All right. So. Um, let me ask you this first, and I've hit this a couple times with you, but you've got a week between games. Yep. You play Saturday, you don't play until Saturday again. Good, bad, in between, does it really matter to This you? time of year, I don't like it. Yeah. Earlier on, I, yeah, it's fine. You know, you can kind of rest some bodies, this and that. It feels really weird to not be playing until Saturday. Um, you can see it in the guys in practice. Now, <clears throat> tomorrow we're going to have a snow day. And tomorrow, you know, we, we'd already kind of planned out our week, and, and tomorrow was going to be our off day anyway. So we actually got lucky that when all this snow comes into town, we have an off day anyways, and so we won't practice. So you try to split the week up a little bit. Um, I thought yesterday, you know, mainly lifting a little bit of film, quick skill workout. Then our five heavy minute guys, we, we you know, we had them do treatment and, and kind of prehab with, with our trainer, Maddie. The other ten guys that haven't played as much or are younger and just need more experience, we did a lot of five on five with them at the end of practice. Mm-hmm. Today was a full practice. Uh, guys did a good job of that. Tomorrow off so that when we get to Thursday, now it's Thursday, Friday, getting ready for, for NAU. Mm-hmm. So we'll get back to normal. But us and NAU are the only two teams – uh, they don't play Thursday because we've already had our big five-game stretch. Yeah. You know, there's a reason for it. 
but it, it does feel weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. This is Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance uh, Coaches Show, UNC Coaches Show, live from the GOAT Sports Bar. We'll take a break. Back with more with Steve Smiley on KFKA. Welcome back, everybody, to the GOAT Sports Bar here in Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show brought to you by Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance. The man is in the building as well. Mark Larson is right here with us. Oh, yeah. And uh, there he is right there talking to David Sobolchik. You're not hearing anything? Not hearing anything at all. We got Nothing? You. We got it cranked up. One, two, three, four, five? How about there? Okay. All right. I'm afraid I don't want to drown anybody out here. All right. There we go. Steve Smiley joins us for another segment, and we got a couple of freshmen going to join us after yep. that in the coaches' show. We're talking about Saturday's game against uh, Northern Arizona, and you have said this so many times, Steve, and it's so true. There are no easy outs. I mean, Northern no. Arizona doesn't have a great record. That's no. a dangerous team, though, isn't it? I saw, like, a graphic of their team. They've lost, like, six games in the big sky, basically at the buzzer. Wow. I mean, in, in, in really good teams, they've lost the buzzer to, to Eastern Washington, Montana State. Um, but again, that, that you know that that's the fine line between you know your overall record. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy today that does some stuff with our guys. Uh, his name's David Wacker, and he used to play at Boise State. And um, he actually his his last year was Riley Abercrombie's first year. Now he's in some ministry stuff, and so he does some stuff with different programs. He came to our practice today, and he said his his uh, fourth year in college they won 20 games. His last year they lost 20. So wow. what was what was the difference? He goes. We had like the, uh, you know, like that unlucky metric. We we lost so many close games. I think they had 13 games that came down to the final possession. They went two and 11 in those 13 games. Oh. And you can go through our team. You know, you go through our two Montana losses, this Idaho loss, Idaho State. Mm-hmm. You know, you just take care of business in those those, and it's a totally different season. But again, it doesn't change who you are. So our goal right now is is to again NAU Idaho State. Let's find a way to get these done. Get some momentum going into that tournament in Boise. The, the tournament in Boise, Steve, I just got a feeling there's going to be some upsets oh, yeah. because there's so many teams that are bunched up talent-wise oh, yeah. like that. We're going to get some surprises, aren't we, in Boise? Yeah, you know, we mathematically could finish anywhere from 5th to 10th, yeah. and we only have two games left, and yeah. that's how close everything yeah. is. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it's such a fine line between the winning and losing. Obviously, Eastern Washington and Montana State have distanced themselves out, um, but at the same point, they're, they're certainly not, not uh, unbeatable. Talking to some folks in the uh, SID office, uh, media relations office yep. at, at the Big Sky the other day, Steve, and they were they said we had a discussion about the teams, the tournament, and we just we think there's so many dangerous teams, including UNC. He oh, said yeah. you guys are really a dangerous team because you can knock off anybody, and there's like three or four teams like yeah. that. You buy that? Well, for sure, because you know, I mean, going into the year, I thought we were probably one of the best teams, yeah. and and so you know, obviously, I think we've kind of uh, we have not played up to expectations. I think you know, like we talked about before, perception, reality. The perception that we were going to be right there at the top. The reality was we've got some youth. We had some guys playing some different roles. It's going to take some time. I think people have seen that through the course of the year, that when we're at our best, that Weaver State, Portland State, Sac State, we're pretty good. But we got to find a way to you know consistently get there. So, But, no, I, I think our guys are going to walk in that tournament with a lot of confidence. we just got to find a way to get the best seat we can over these next two games. Obviously, the next two games you want to win. And yep. you, you can't worry about it where it else does. Nope. But you can only control yours. So exactly. Saturday against Northern Arizona. Then then on Monday, you've got uh, Idaho State Idaho in town. State. And that's yep. senior night, senior I assume. Night. Okay. Yep. What does that mean to you? You, you look forward to senior night? I and love it. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I would it, think so. It's, it's, it's goofy now with all these COVID years and, you know, working with administration, trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. You know, last year we recognized five guys um, that were seniors uh, or had extra years or whatever. But we didn't recognize Dalen, and the reason why is that he was not yet 
uh, on pace to graduate, and he could come back. So this year, you know, for those that are listening, what, what we're going to do is you've got four old guys. You've got two guys that have already graduated, Matt Johnson, who we recognized last year, but he's playing again, and then Riley Abercrombie, who could come back, and he's already graduated. So those guys, we're just going to give him a quick, you know, little recognition. Um, but then the folks will be Dalen, who's graduating, and Dalton, who's graduating. So what is senior night? It, it can mean so many things because, again, you know, Matt's been here six years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for us, I, I love it. I love the big picture of it. You know, I mean, these kids put in so much time. It's cool to get them recognized. Um, they, they certainly earn it and deserve it. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. At the same point, it's kind of melancholy in the sense of you're, uh, you're, you're going to see some guys move on in life and do some great things in life, but they won't be here anymore. So that, that part is a little bit sad because, you know, this, this is part of your family for you know, the last, whatever, three, four, five, six years. You mentioned Matt Johnson. You, this is your seventh year, I think, at UNC, Steve, and, and he's been here six of those. Six of those seven years. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess you guys are attached a little bit. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and just I've always been close to Matt just because I was the guy that recruited him. Even yeah. so, the, the year he wasn't here, I was the, you know, the, the one recruiting him. So he's been a big piece of my life for seven years. So, yeah, him moving on. But at the same point in time, I'm really excited to see what he does in life. And, He's going to get a chance to play professionally and, and, and do some great things in that world, uh, you know, and then finish up his master's. He's already graduated, super smart kid, and then he's going to do some great things in life. I know you've talked about him um, and, and that recruiting process, but when he came to UNC, he was 6'1 and about 145 pounds. Yep. Did you see this coming, three-year starter, putting on 40 pounds, no. all the stuff he's done? No, you, you never see that, but you also look at how they're wired. Yeah. You could just tell, you know, and I saw him at his best. The, the, you know, the game I picked out to see was in the state tournament, which is like tomorrow night starts the Colorado State Tournament. Mm. I went to that game, and uh, his team had a disappointing year. Their other really good player who had signed Division One Blues ACL first practice of the year, so they had a down year from what they thought they'd be. Watched him play, and, and he had eight threes in that game. I was like, really? Whoa. Yeah, like it was, wow. it, was, it was like, okay, well, this kid can shoot. He's a great student. He seems to be really wired the right way. He was from a great program. His coach, Sean Palmer, at Rangeview High School, was an elite coach. So we didn't know if he'd ever turn into anything, just physically. Yeah. But we knew he had everything else. And it's like, look, we, we really challenged him. And next thing you know, he put 30 pounds on his first year. And that was, that was his effort also with the, the tools provided and, and, and the strength coaching at this level. But he, you got to do it. And he found a way to get it done. By the time he was done, they were like, you know what? He might have a real chance. He didn't play his second year. He played 10 minutes the entire season. Wow. But his third year, by that point, we're like, okay, this kid, is, is he's, he's going to be a big piece of this. I asked him the other day when he was on the show, I said, you know, yeah. his parents are basketball officials. Oh, said, yeah. you had any interest? He said, no. <laughs> I have no interest in that at all. Oh, I want to play or coach, but I don't want to referee. You think coaching's a thankless profession, you know, refereeing. <laughs> oh. that, that is a thankless. And his parents, they're at all the youth games. His parents have ref my kids. They're always all over the place in Denver. They do a great job, but that is a thankless profession. Uh, I asked him, too. I said, uh, I've met his mom, and she's a little pretty outgoing. Oh, yeah. And Matt seems pretty quiet. And I said, did your mom ever get on the officials? She said she gets on the officials all the time at UNC games, even though she is one. Yep, yep. No, she's awesome. She's a great lady. Monica's a great lady. And and, uh, now she's got a lot of – even when she's not refereeing, she'll, she'll be like everyone else, and she'll, she'll get after it a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, you got two home games, two games left in the regular yep. season, in the tournament, Steve. Has this gone – at this time of year, does it seem like it, it goes fast? I mean, you played 25 games almost. Uh, or maybe almost, you have yeah, played that no, many. No, 28 you, games. Yeah, you played 28. You're coming up on 30. Yeah, this will be 30 up this weekend. It's yeah, gone it, fast. It, it, yeah, especially the big sky play because you started after Christmas, and then yeah. you're like, man, it's, it's already almost over. Um but the season itself is so long, and that's what, like, you know, I told these guys. I actually had a film session with Caleb today, and 
And I told him in that session, said, look, you can't be tired right now. Mm. You can be tired in two, three weeks, but yeah. we, we need the best version of you, and that's why we're watching this film. We're trying to cut this up and this up and, you know, the energy and stuff. Uh, because I do think it's such a long season. So many teams just start to fatigue at the end. If you can just peak and find a way to just push through it, you know, mental, physical, four to one, all that stuff, just push through it, you can really make a run. And so we're really fighting that with our guys, and our guys are great. Um, that's why I like a day like a day like tomorrow being a, an off day. It's important. Mm-hmm. You gotta let these guys you know get their bodies recovered. There's a lot of wear and tear. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the season goes so fast. Once you get in the league play, it's just boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, you're like wait, we go to Boise next week. Mm. So yeah. I know last year when you guys uh, got to the championship game, I thought you had that energy you're yep. describing that to, you know nobody looked tired. Everybody looked they were ready to go mentally and physically. Yep. You want to duplicate that obviously. Want right? to duplicate it, and that's why you know trying to get up to like a six seed. Not to get too deep in the weeds, but if you get to a six seed, you got to win three games as opposed to seven or below. You got to win four. Yeah. Now there's enough of an opportunity. If you get to seven, there's a buy in between. There's there's one day. Off. It's four games in five days, not four games in four days. But man, getting to that three or I'm sorry, that six seed or five seed, which are still possibly on the table, to allow yourself to just say, hey, three games, three days, boom, let's go. That that is the best opportunity. And so it it all comes down to us playing really well this week to try to get the best seating we can. Got a game on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Yep. You, you like that start, that, that time? It. Yeah, I, I think that's I, no, a great start it. for basketball. We don't do a lot of those here at home games. We yeah. do some road games. Um, I love it. Um, I think it's great. You know, you, you know, you get up at 9, you do a pregame meal, quick walk when you play. We played at uh, Eastern Washington. That was a 1 or 2 o'clock game this last week, and, and it just it's great. I, I think especially this time of the year, it's the second time you play teams. Both teams are going to be uh, prepared. They know what they're doing against them. You know, the scout's not – is as urgent because the scouts already in just a couple little adjustments but no I, I think it's great all right this is our last show i don't think we're doing another one after this Man. so you've been awesome you'll be in scottsdale i'll be in Scott, scottsdale but I don't send think me some doing, pictures i don't think you're doing a show okay next. Well, y'all are doing a show i won't be we, here, okay yeah, we're doing yeah. one more do one more i won't you be got here, mark larson alarmed yeah, over there he's yeah, like wait a second yeah, it's the mark need, larson show come need, on now we need one more of those <laughs> So I have one more. My last okay. one with you. So thank you so much. For well, thank you, Jerry. You're yeah. the best, man. All right. All, All right. right. Thank you. We'll let Steve Smiley go here, and we'll bring on a couple of his players. Oh, yeah. This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show live from the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley. But back in just a moment on KFKA. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Jerry Schimmel with you. UNC Coaches Show live here at the Goat Sports Bar. It's brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. Mark is sitting right in front of us here. Steve Smiley was with us for a couple segments. Now joined by one of the freshmen, the four freshmen on this team, actually five with with uh, uh, Connor Creech. But Juju Ramirez, 6'9", yep. freshman from Lawrence, Kansas, joins me now. Thanks for taking some time. Yep. Thank you. Thank yeah, you good, good to see you again. Yep. Um, ever done this before, done this radio thing? No, no really? it's my first time. Yep. Really? Yep. All right, well, welcome. Yes, yep. yeah, I'm going to beat you up. I'm asking some really hard questions, all right? Sounds good. All right. First of all, Lawrence, Kansas. Everybody yeah. knows uh, the home of KU, yeah. and that is basketball country galore, yeah. isn't it, Juju? For sure. For yeah. sure. Did you get caught up in that? Um, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've always been going to the Allen Fieldhouse, and, I mean, it's, it's shaped my basketball, like, kind of culture by a lot. Yeah. So just being from there, it's all about basketball, really, so – People talk about the experience watching a Duke game or North mm-hmm. Carolina in Lawrence, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. It's yeah. as good as it com- it gets, isn't it? No, nothing, nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even my freshman year here, all these games like Houston, Baylor, all those. I mean, it still doesn't really come close to Allen Fieldhouse. So, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it, I went to Washburn University. You and mm-hmm. I were talking about that, which yeah. is just down the road, 25 miles from Lawrence, and. 
uh, all those years I wanted to go to a KU basketball mm-hmm. game, could never get tickets, yeah, right. always sold out, yep. until I was in the media, and then I was able to get in for the media. But right. once I had that experience, as a, as a media member, mm-hmm. I was still blown away by the atmosphere. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. It's just every night, thirteen to 14,000. Yeah. Not one seat. Wow. Yeah. All right. I know that you were recruited a little bit by KU. Was right. that was that a dream for you to play yeah. for the for the Hawks? Yeah. No. It definitely was. Being like 15 or 16, ever since I was a kid, just being around all these KU guys, it's just it was a dream come true for me. And so it was just it was a pretty pretty cool experience that I'll, I'll always keep with me. Was there? A, a, were you serious about maybe becoming a Jayhawk? Were um, they serious about you? How'd that all turn out? Uh, I think it kind of just depended. I was pretty young, only 15, 16, so they kind of were just in me for like a potential long run. And then I ended up going to prep school out in New Hampshire. Yeah. So I don't know, just kind of over time, things kind of drifted away. But, I mean, there was no point to really kind of – you don't want to make a big decision like that so young because a lot can happen. So I wasn't just really focused on that. I was just trying to, you know, get better. So. When did the, the decision to go to the prep school on the East Coast? Um, it happened right around when COVID really hit. Oh. My sophomore year, we were at state, and then it got canceled. And then so I was kind of – I kind of didn't really know what was going to happen for my junior and senior year. And Brady Morningstar, who was an oh, yeah. old point guard at KU, he went to New Hampton, and I was working out with him in the offseason a lot. He's now like a – I think a coach for KU, like selling on the video board or whatever. Hmm. And so he told me that – he went to New Hampton, and it was a really good move for him. It was a prep school, like boarding all the way out there, and I thought it could just prepare me for college more than anywhere around Lawrence. Good experience for you? To yeah, do that? great. Was, was uh, it? It, it's something, yeah, it, it was a great experience for me. And how old were you when you went out there? I left when I was 16, so I was, I was, I was away from home since – it's been a while now, so man, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I was the biggest <laughs> knucklehead ever at sixteen. Yeah. I don't know if I could if I could do that or not. <laughs> um, the 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 whole KU experience um, is it is it something that made you love basketball more because you're around that that uh, that 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 field and uh, yeah. that, that field house and that program for sure. It it makes you just kind of grateful for just how like this this game brings so many people together. Yeah, seeing all these great players come through Lawrence, being able to connect with them. It's kind of just inspiring, and, you know, when you're just surrounded by all that, it's kind of just what forms you. Where else besides uh, UNC were you recruited, maybe thought about going to? Um, so kind of like a little bit of like mid-majors kind of out on the East Coast, like from Townsend and like all those schools out there. But um, I was talking to Virginia Tech hmm. more towards my senior year a lot, but they wanted me to either, since I was kind of still kind of young, they wanted me to do a post-grad year at New Hampton and do a whole nother year of school yeah. and then maybe come there after that. And so it was either, but UNC here, they wanted, they said I could come like straight after my senior year. And I was just kind of done with high school. And I knew I was young, but I was just, I was trying to get to college. So did you make a visit out here, recruiting visit? Yeah. Yep. I came, I came here to the GOAT. My, oh, did you really? Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. All yep. right. Eight in April. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously that's a good experience or yeah. you wouldn't be yeah. here. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes, yep. sir. What was it that attracted you? Um, I'd say probably I was just familiar with a lot of the people here. I mean, Zach Block, I played high school basketball with him since, yeah. I mean, we played AAU since we were like eight years old. Um, Coach Green, he's from Lawrence, yeah. played at Lawrence High. I mean, a bunch of the people that I like look up to and kind of like give me advice all spoke like good things about Coach Green and, and knew him. So I knew he was a guy I could trust. And so all those guys. They left a good good mark on me, and I was able to 
Did you ever you ever watch Coach Green play when he was in Lawrence? I did actually. Did he was. I mean, he was really good at Lawrence yeah. High when I was a yeah. kid. I was just running around, just doing a bunch of dumb stuff, probably. But you know, <laughs> watching him, he was no, nah, he was really good. Yeah. yeah, and he was a terrific player at Colorado yeah, State. For I mean, sure. I don't know if your teammates know that or not. Yeah, they no. probably think Dorian Green. Uh, who's that? <laughs> he was a four-year yeah. starter at no. CSU. No, he was he was big time for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Biggest adjustment you've had to make college either college or playing college basketball what, what's been the biggest challenge oh uh, I'd say probably just I mean as a freshman when you come out in like these first games you play are like all these big like Houston Baylor all that I'd say the physicality yeah. is definitely a lot different although I was playing in the NEPSAC which was a league on the east coast where I play older guys I mean they're only at max two years older than me but out here you know I'm only 18 and I could be playing against a 23 24 year old on any given night and so especially like the big sky it's a lot of older guys so mm-hmm. trying to trying to change my body and just adjust that physicality and the like mental sharpness i need every play has probably been the biggest adjustment gotcha uh biggest uh area improvement in your mind you need to make to, to make that that step up to play to play some more at unc um definitely like physically changing like yeah. just gaining some more weight being able to like guard one through five really and so yeah that's probably a big thing for me being able to guard like guards and then being able to like handle bigs down low and then just like expanding my my offense whether it's working on my shooting or finishing down low just kind of gaining some confidence in that stuff and just getting my feet under me and stuff all right uh almost done with the regular season two games left here at juju and then you guys hit the big sky tournament Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're playing pretty good basketball now because everybody says you got to be playing your best basketball yeah. come tournament time. You feel like you're there? Um, I feel like we we're, we're I think we can make a run just yeah. in the like case of like we've seen it all this year. Like whether it was we can put three games together. We just went on a stretch here at home where we had Sac State, Weber State, all those guys, Portland State, and then I mean in the New Mexico tournament we had a pretty good show. Like we got Jacksonville State beat North Dakota State came up short against New Mexico but I mean we won't see any kind of New Mexico in, right. the, in, the, in the tournament so it's been good I think we can do it yeah. uh, people say it's a dangerous team you went see when you yeah. guys get going you start shooting you got you got the, you got the shooters right right all everywhere so yeah. it's just we can be scary yeah right. hey uh do you have a, a roommate yeah right it's him right here, oh Caleb, Caleb yeah. Shaw's your roommate huh yeah. I'm sorry to hear that yeah. no yeah, no yeah. I'm just joking How, yeah. how's that been no, it's been good. Yeah. Um, me and Caleb, we've spent a lot of time. We have the same exact school schedule, too, all the classes okay. together. Nice. I mean, he recently just got his own car, but, I mean, he used to ride with me everywhere. So nice. me and Caleb, we've, we've had some time together. All yeah. right, very good. I saw, you know, Lawrence isn't that long of a drive to mm-hmm. get out here. Was that a, a factor in oh. maybe signing here? Your parents could come and watch? For sure. Yeah. I mean, being away from home since I was 16 – it was, I mean, I started to miss home a little, especially all the way out in New Hampshire. That's a 22-hour drive, but Ooh. being able to be seven or eight where my, my pops can come out and just see me and my mom can come out and I can go home, it, it played a huge factor for me. Yeah. So I, I'm really thankful for in the sense that home's pretty close. All right. I'm going to let you go. Great talk to you, to yep. Juju. Thank you for taking some time. Yep, and uh, good luck on Saturday and on Monday in the tournament. We'll yep. see you then. Appreciate it. Thank All right. you. Juju Ramirez, everybody, a freshman from Lawrence, Kansas. This guy, by the way, is going to be a terrific player. He's got all the tools. He's only 18 years of age, but you talk to coaching staff, and they say, look out for this guy down the road. This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show at the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley. We'll take a break, and this is KFKA. 
back, everybody, to the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show, brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. And I'm joined now by another freshman from that basketball team, Caleb Shaw. Juju Ramirez uh, hit the last segment. Now we've got Caleb Shaw. Caleb, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. You and I were just talking. You're from uh, 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 Phoenix. I know you only lived there a couple years, but uh, the last couple years you lived there. And uh, I can tell you this, the weather the next couple days is going to be way better in Phoenix than here. Oh, totally. I I know. (laughs) Trust me. I've looked looked at the weather app a couple of times. Oh, man. There's a lot of snow coming to to this Denver area. And I'm going to try to get out of town and get to Scottsdale as soon as I can. All right. I asked uh, your roommate here this this question. Biggest challenge playing as a freshman college basketball? What's What's the biggest challenge been for you? Well, I think the biggest adjustment has been uh, first of all, the size and the physicality, just the speed of the game. Yeah. Um, and then also just the pace of the game, how fast it moves and, you know, how athletic these guys are at this next level. Uh, and I asked Juju this question, too. Uh, you come to UNC. I know you're recruited by Grand Canyon where your dad is and yeah, your uncle yeah. is and all that. The decision to come here, what went into to coming, be, becoming a Bear? I mean, first of all, I just I really wanted to do my own thing and try and make my own path. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was the biggest thing. And then also, uh, this place felt like home. And, you know, when I came on my visit, um, it felt like a very home environment. Everyone was together. Um, we ate at Coach Molly's house. And so that was a big part for me was just how, how home, homey it felt. Mm. And, and it's worked out that way? You still feel like it might be home? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about your basketball family. You've you yep. got, you got quite the basketball family. Your dad played uh, and played in the NBA for a while. In fact, I was doing the Nuggets when I, your dad was on the bench for Philadelphia. I remember oh, him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How do you get so much height and you only, you only get 6'5"? Well, I think uh, his had to do with his uh, his parents, and then my mom is only about five six, so I oh, think okay. that hurt me a little bit. I still got a little height, but not as much. Yeah, you, you might still grow though. Steve said you 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 might have. Yeah, to grow I hope today. so. I actually have an older brother. He's at Grand Canyon. Um, he's actually he's grown about a, about an inch this last year, and he's like twenty one now. So really, yeah. Oh, so there's a chance you. Can yeah, grow there's a more. chance. There's All a right. chance. So older brother Grand Canyon. Yeah, you here, and then you've got a younger brother that plays basketball too, right? Yeah, yeah, and he actually he just won a game tonight. Um, they're in the, the semifinals for a state title, so All right. keeping up with them, yep. yeah. Very good. All right, so the basketball family includes uh, your uncle, who is the head coach at uh, Grand Canyon, and as well at Baylor. Yep. Talk about those guys. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge family, family tree, and uh, growing up, you know, you're always around it. It's all you talk about at holidays, everything. Whenever there's a family gathering, that's all you're talking about. So it's been a huge advantage for me personally just being able to be around in my whole life at such a high level. And then also just, you know, it's, it's really cool just to have, you know, your uncle playing on TV right now. So Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. All right. When you went to Baylor, did, what was that like when you uh, played at Baylor? I mean, uh, it was super cool. cool. Super cool experience, obviously. You know, you, you watch them growing up your entire life and then being able to play against them, it's – it's a super unique type of thing. And then also, you know, it's just that's, that's Uncle Scott right there. So, yeah, it's a super cool and unique kind of thing. So, so you get your uncles, you get your dad in this basketball business. Do you have any choice? I mean, did you kind of – did you, like, hey, you're playing basketball? No, nope, no, nope, it, it was you're do. playing basketball. That's it. Yeah. Really? No. No, my dad did a good job. He, he, he made sure that, uh, you know, he let me do my own thing. You yeah. know, if I wanted to do something else, he was fine with that. But, uh, you know, when you're around it, the way I am, it's just it's just part of you. So it was natural, huh? Yeah. Did you play other sports though? Uh, I did. I played football in middle school, but then uh, 
once I got to high school, it's just basketball. Yeah. yeah. Golf? Anything like that? No, no golf. No, nothing no, like that. No I'm golf. a big fan now since uh, being in Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Big pickleball guy. So, Are you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. super fun. I have, a, I have a buddy who's into pickleball. He says that sport is growing like crazy. Yeah, no, and it's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Besides um, UNC, where'd you think about going? Um, obviously Grand Canyon. Yeah. That was a you know an option on the table. Um, another one that uh, that I that uh, I was close to was uh, Valparaiso in Indiana. Yeah. So that's where my my, my uncle played and right. uh, grandfather coached. So right. that was okay. in the mix too. All right. Any, anybody anybody else? Uh, no, those were the main three that yeah. were that kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and then um, after UNC offered me, and I think November of last year. Uh, it was a pretty quick decision after that. I remember when you committed to UNC, and I was talking to Steve, your coach, and he said, man, we thought he was headed to Grand Canyon. We were, we were, this is such a bonus. We didn't think we were going to get him. Everybody assumed he was going to play for his dad and his uncle. Yeah. No, I, I, there was a lot of people that just uh, just assumed that that's where yeah. I was going to end up. So, yeah. All right, you win a high school uh, championship uh, your senior year last year. Tell us about that because there's not too many that can say, you know, I've got a championship in high school under my belt. Well, my junior year, I was uh, I was at Phoenix Prep, which is a prep school in Phoenix. Um, and you know, after that year, I kind of decided that I wanted to go back to high school and have a senior year, and you know, have a graduation, have be able to go to football games and things like that. So, um, the decision to go to high school was you know a very looked into decision. So when I went, um, being able to to win a state title, not just win a state title, but win with my little brother, um, mm-hmm. that's something that we'll have forever. And uh, it's always someplace I can go back to Valley Christian and you know see my see our our team yeah. uh, up there in the in the rafters. So. All right, that last game, that championship game, you had thirty. Yeah, thirty-one. Thirty-one. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought I remembered something. So obviously things are clicking. Yeah. No, I mean that game was a it was a wild game. We were down at seventeen. I want to say at halftime. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. And then yeah, we came out there and we were just like we got to go. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Best high school game ever. Was it that one, or was there some other that stand out? No, I think my, my, my best high school game was my – I had 53-1 game. Did so, you really? Yeah, wow. that was probably my best game. All right. Mm-hmm. Things were clicking that night, apparently. Oh, yeah, no, they were clicking Dang. all right. Yep. Dang. Mm-hmm. All right. You come here to UNC, it, and it, 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 I off and on talk to Steve Smiley about you and the rest of the, the other freshmen, and Steve always said about you, he's confident. Nothing intimidates him. He's going to go into Baylor, into Houston, and he's going to be, have, play his game. Is that sort of – is that accurate in your mind that you're that confident player? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, you're as confident as the work you put in. So, you know, I, I feel like I put in a lot of work, and I trust my work, and so why, why be nervous? Yeah. And, and, and we always hear about this freshman wall that people hit. Have, have you encountered that? Do you feel like you're worn down a little bit, or are you okay? I mean, yeah, no, you, you don't realize how long of a season it is until you're actually in it. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, having this first year and being able to play even and have this experience, you know, will help me so much, you know, going forward in the next three years I have. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I hit a wall, but I definitely think, you know, it's a, it's kind of a shocker of how long the season is and, yeah. and how tough it is, too. Yeah, and all those practices. I think you have 90 yeah. practices you guys have had. Yeah, already. and even, you know, starting all the way from, you know, June from summer workouts, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a really long season. Yeah. All right, four freshmen with Connor Creech there, five. And I know yeah. at one time, a couple games ago, you had all five of you guys on the court at one time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the four freshmen that, that uh, Steve brought in, you being one of them, just seems like Caleb, the future for UNC basketball with you four, and we'll put Connor in there as well, is really bright. I um, mean, you guys are four very good players. You, you see it that way too. Excited about the yeah, future? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think uh, 
especially us four just being in the dorms that you know the only four that are in the dorms you know we've grown so close together and uh you know we're we're more than just friends now we're kind of family and so um i think that it's uh it's it's a good future coming up. So yeah, I, I agree. I'm excited for you guys. All right, um, the seniors this year, senior led team with your big three with Dalton and Dalen and Matt Johnson. Talk about what it's been like to to play with those guys on the same team. I mean, it's been super cool. You know, whenever you have you know guys who have you know what like 15 years of experience, maybe more. Yeah. Um, it's you learn so much, and you know I I feel like I've learned a lot, especially from Matt. Mm. Um, just how detailed he is, how hard he works. Um. You know, even his knowledge, you know, he does things in practice that you're like, wow, that's definitely a veteran right there. So being able to learn from them has been, you know, yeah, very, very good. So. Mm. He's uh, he's quite a story. I don't know if you know the whole thing or not, but he's sort of got a preferred walk on. Uh, I've seen the pictures. I've yeah. seen the pictures. Yeah, so, yeah. 145 pounds <laughs> yeah. at 6'1", mm-hmm. and he just made himself into this player. you got to have respect for somebody like that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you know, it's like an underdog, underdog story. So, yeah. yeah. How about uh, Dalton Connect in the season he's having? I mean, he's been great, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, I catch myself on the bench watching him being like, wow, like, this guy's good. He's yeah. going to be really good, too, at the next level, too. So. All right. Got two two games left, both home games coming up here, Caleb, and then you got the Big Sky Tournament. What is it going to take for you guys to to maybe do some damage in that Big Sky Tournament, maybe to upset somebody and get to the finals like the team did last year? I mean, I think we definitely have that in us, and I think everyone on our team believes that we have that in us. And, um, I mean, what it's going to take is for us to, you know, come together and play our best. I mean, when we've seen we've seen glimpses of how good we can be, and uh, we're going to need that even in the next two games to get the seating right. But then also going into the Big Sky Tournament, we're going to have to play our best. And I feel like we're at a good spot right now where we all feel like uh, we know what we need to do. We know how we need to execute, and, you know, it's the best time to peak is, is right now. So Yeah. That the Idaho game you guys played on Thursday, that tough loss, huh? Yeah, no. It's hard to say because it feels like we dropped that one, but, uh, you know, I feel like we still have an opportunity here to, to get into that top six spot. So. Yep, we win these last two, and there yep. you go. We got that 100%. chance. All right, here's the biggest question of the night. What would you order off the menu here? To take I got the hungover burger only because oh. Theo Hughes recommended yeah, it. Yeah, I said that's, that's Theo's favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever seen a guy with a bigger head? Never. Theo? Never. No, never. You know, he, he was on this show a couple weeks ago, and he said he has never in his life been able to go into a store and buy a hat that fits him. No, I believe Everything it. Everything has it. to be pre-ordered. Has to be I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. My dad has a similar issue, too. Does so. he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caleb, thanks for, for stopping by. Absolutely. Hey, best Thank of you luck. so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, best of luck on, on Saturday and on Monday, and just uh, so excited about the future for you at, at UNC. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. Caleb Shaw. From the UNC basketball team. This guy's going to be a terrific player as well. you got those four freshmen that everybody's excited about, as they should be. All right, here's the schedule coming up for the Bears. They're going to be playing on Saturday. That's a 1 o'clock game. That's a 1 o'clock start at Bank of Colorado Arena. I will not be on the broadcast then. It's going to be Brady Hull and Tanner Swint. Tanner's going to do the play-by-play, and Brady's going to do the color on Saturday. And then on Monday, I'll be back to do that game remotely from Scottsdale, Arizona, as the Rockies get going on Saturday, their first game is at 1 o'clock as well. So the Bears looking to win these last two ball games, looking to get that spot 
that number six spot or that number five spot in the tournament where they don't have to play the four games. They can play the three and get to the finals kind of like they did last year. So we're hoping that these last two games here, Saturday and Monday, are that tune-up for the Bears, and they will uh, be playing their best basketball. They had won those three in a row, lost two in a row, but the two they lost were winnable games. And even Eastern Washington, they outscored that team that's now 15-0 in the conference, outscored them by eight points in the second half on their floor. So I think there's some good things happening with the Bears, even though they have lost those last two games. Special thanks to Steve Smiley for stopping in, Juju Ramirez as well, Caleb Shaw joining us on this uh, Coach's Show, brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance, who is a heck of an insurance agent and a great duck hunter. He's a great duck hunter as well. All right, that'll do it. Micah Kilpatrick's been our producer engineer, and that'll do it for the show tonight. Thanks for tuning in on KFKA.